0: Welcome to the Vitality Shift podcast for chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift Podcast for chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and today I get to take a fly over, well not literally fly because we're not allowed to yet, but uh, going to Illinois, United States, and I have a return guest um, if you want to listen to his uh, his origin story, I'd I recommend going back to www.drdonmcdonald.com and uh, look up Dr. Dave Hansen. And he talks about his whole, how he got into chiropractic and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted to get him on this podcast because he's, he's one of the members of our, our new mastermind group that we just put together this year. And uh, he just happened to like have his record July. And uh, and and that's pretty amazing um, right now because there's a lot of people that we're working with that are doing like having their records after all the pandemic, and then there's lots of chiropractors who are like really struggling because it's after the pandemic. So what I'm trying to do is trying to get the nuggets out of the people that are doing really well to share them with all the listeners so that we can hopefully help as many chiropractors as we can. So welcome back to the podcast, Doctor Dave. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be here. This is awesome. So. Um, so, how does it feel? Like, uh, I, we'll, we'll go into kind of that transition because I know it was, not, it was not an easy transition that you went through over the last like probably three or four months. Um, but, but, like, tell us a little bit about how it felt um, kind of having all
1: those records in July when the whole world is like crashing and burning. <laughs> uh, well, in a word, good. But I know Brandy would say that's not a feeling. It is, um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, she would. But- no it was uh, you know at first it was kind of bewildered um because we weren't you know doing a thing a lot of things that were fundamentally different but um we've just had a much more kind of relaxed atmosphere here lately and um uh, gosh i guess it was just such a relief to see that um that the demand for what we do is not only still high it's higher and that, uh, with the, all the confusion surrounding what to expect with the whole COVID aftermath, um, that will be okay. And you know, and it isn't wasn't even that hard to be okay. You know, we just had to be present and available for the people that, that want us. Right now, now we, we talk about the
0: the, the pain, um, the pain to, of the the pain of discipline or the pain of trauma of growth to get to that nice realization. So that's yeah. the nice happy feeling. Yeah, <laughs> um, at the end, <laughs> but what it else? wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that easy on that transition. And so maybe I was just wondering if you could uh, just talk to the guests a little bit about kind of what kind of things went on in your office over the last uh, you know few months here. Um, it seems especially after we started with the mastermind. Um, <laughs> to the, yeah, it seemed like it was that fun at the time, but it kind of made way to what your results are now
1: yeah so yeah, I guess the first half of the year was not so fun um <laughs> which that's probably the case for just about everybody you know when when this whole thing happened um you know we had to deal with the abrupt drop in patience and scrambling to figure out how to accommodate masking and distancing and all the limitations that were put on us, and just like everybody else was but um, kind of going into that is we had some, a lot of staffing changes. We had, um, a new CA who started with us like a couple weeks before things hit the fan. And then, um, we lost two CAs and our associate, um, in the, really the first three, four months of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, so just major stuff. And all those departures were, were not bad things. But, um, having to have them happen, uh, was super unpleasant. And, and as you know, from just knowing me and also working together in the mastermind, I'm a conflict avoider. Uh, yeah. wait, I think a lot right. of us are. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I am a conflict abhorrer. I do not like it, but I'm getting better and better at not avoiding it. And, and that's the key. Um, and the, the quicker we rip off those band-aids, the quicker we come out to the other side. And it's a lot better on the other side. Uh, you just have to trust that um, going into it, I suppose. Yeah, it's so funny because after
0: our mastermind meeting we had in first one we had in Vancouver, it's funny, mm-hmm. we, we just got the bill for the room uh, this week. Because uh, the hotel closed right after we left, like oh my gosh. Vancouver basically closed and there was no staff and they're just getting back to, 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 a resemblance of normal. So that's how quick after our first meeting, the whole world went to like, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, um, tell me a little bit about, um, associates. So, you know, there's a lot of chiropractors out there that it's like, um, and again, sometimes, and I know I was like this too, is that they're like, I don't have to do all the work and I, and I want someone to help pay for my overhead. And I and I if I can have another stream of income in my office, that might be good, or or someone who can cover me when I'm on holidays. And so sometimes the reason that you get an associate in the first place might not actually be um what you want in the long term. So maybe I just tell a little bit about how you kind of decided to get one um and just see like if you've if you changed or or what kind of things you've learned from from that experience.
1: Yeah. So I guess it was always the idea that we would get one. And then we get another one, another one, and just just keep growing and getting as big as was possibly could. Um, And so we we've been growing um, since we opened um, seven years ago at a like a grind, I would call it, like a slow, steady grind. Uh, Nice uptick, but like slow and steady kind of thing. And then we got to the point where um, I was, I felt like I was maxed out and just felt very frazzled all the time and. So the, the logical step in my mind was to bring on somebody else. And, um, so we, we ended up hiring an old friend of mine who had his own practice and didn't like owning. And he just wanted to show up and adjust and said, okay, well, why don't you do that with me? He just show up and adjust. And, um, so he had no responsibilities for like getting new patients or things like that. It was just literally show up and adjust and then go home. Um, which was exactly what he wanted. It was was what I thought I wanted. Um, Mm -hmm and you know he was great and he was an old friend like i said so like the trust and everything was there so it was a, it was a, seemed like a good situation but what i didn't account for was that i lacked the ability to scale up and so what happened was all of a sudden we doubled our capacity by having two doctors and had a huge increase in our expenses by having two doctors but then still that slow steady grind with new patients and, um, even, you know, stalled out where we were kind of flat and, uh, it was just getting stressful. And so we were getting close to the point where we we're going to need to either reframe kind of responsibilities. So he would have more of a role in bringing in new people. Cause I just, I wasn't getting it done uh, yeah. to the level that, that we needed. And, um, and then COVID hit and things hit the fan. And then with the snap of our fingers, a, an enormous chunk of our revenue uh, went away and an enormous chunk of our visits went away. And um, we were just at a point where we didn't need two doctors and um, you know really just didn't have the capacity for it either. And um, so we were pretty fronts right from the get go, when things happen, you know, like if things don't course correct, you know, we might not be able to keep you. And he completely understood. And unfortunately, it turned out that that had to be the case that uh, we weren't able to keep him on. And uh, which was, I mean, that just sucks in general. It sucks even more when it's an old friend. Yep. Uh, and it sucks even more when like it's not like he was, you know, poor performance or you know, like was you know nothing bad on his end. It's just it just the the market changed. And, um, so that was a really, really sucky like event, uh, of, of having to, um, let him go. But practice on the other side has been, um, much simpler, you know, it, it's less people to, to manage. Yeah. Um, I love the pace that I'm adjusting at now. Uh, I'm nice and steady and busy and I like that and I found that um, we've got we've surpassed the, the level that I was at when we hired him in the first place, and it feels super comfortable. And I feel like I've got tons more capacity. So um, it's been it was a learning experience, and um, you know, uh, not a fun transition, but uh, coming out on the other side has been a good thing. And. Hopefully, good for him as well. Because hopefully, he'll get into a situation where he as a, a better fit for him too. Yeah, and I think
0: it's interesting though because it, it's it's funny how um, we think we want something, and then when you do it, then you're like, maybe I don't. Because it's funny. It's yeah. working with you, kind of the times that you're, you're that you're the most present and enjoy enjoying things was when you when you're actually seeing people and serving people, right? Yeah, and then what happened is you had to when you brought him on and he, he had no responsibility. It was almost like you had to take on his responsibility, and yeah. then you had to stress out in an area that you weren't as comfortable with. Right. And then you were you were spending less time doing what actually was your what, what was what you really
1: loved to do. <laughs> yeah, him coming on took away the the part of my job that I'm best at and love the most, and added more or the part that I'm not so good at, and don't don't really have as is, is much confidence in. So yeah, it was not a great uh, thing in retrospect. Well, yeah. And, but I think though, though, like,
0: I don't think if someone, someone probably couldn't have told you before that, right you, you, know, you know, there's certain things that you almost just have to do and then you have to just learn from it. Right. And I, and I yeah. think it's a good lesson for a lot of people out there is that, you know, like it's, it would be easy to go and beat up yourself and say, Oh, I should have known that. And I shouldn't have done that in the first place and blah, blah, blah. And, but that's not really helpful. I think it's more going, I did it. And now and now, what's funny is that you're actually, because you felt like you were burning out before at the volume that you're seeing less than it is now. Right. Now you feel like more vital doing that volume, which is busier, which you probably wouldn't have happened unless you had that experience.
1: Probably, yeah. Now I I recognize better what what fills me and do more of that and less of the other. And um, that seems to work out pretty good. Now we'll
0: just extend that to staffing because um, yeah, that's the same sort of thing, right? Tell us a little bit about uh, you. Actually, uh, was it like a few weeks ago? Didn't you have your your main your main manager was gone, and then yeah. you just had a brand. It was just you and a brand new and
1: a brand new yeah. CA. Yeah, tell yeah. us a little bit. About that. So yeah, it was uh, we we had uh, several CAs over the, like three over the past year that um, that uh, have have left the practice and. Uh, those were not fun circumstances either. Well, I suppose it never is, but again, it's not so much that they were. It's not, if they were doing a terrible job or like stole money, then it'd be like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was more just they weren't the right fit, just culturally, and that's that's not as a fun way to say goodbye to somebody. But um, that happened just in rapid succession there, and then uh, Megan, our our, our newest, uh, she she started right before COVID hit, and. Um, so she was, you know, newer to the practice, newer to scanning, newer to everything. And then, uh, Natasha, our office manager, she had uh, like a week and a half where she was out of town at this family trip that they always take. So it was just me and Megan, all, like all of a sudden. And, uh, uh, we, did, we, Crushed it. We had actually our busiest week in practice ever, uh, during that time. <laughs> I'm sorry, the busiest day in, in practice at that time. Yeah, And, uh, and it went fine. It went great. Uh, my wife came in and filled in here and there just to be, you know, at least be a body at the front desk. Yeah. It's been years since she's actually done the CA thing, but, uh, it went great. And, um, you know, it's Megan's, she's, you know, she's the right person. She's got a lot of skills and it just, the it, that just shows that that was um, so much more uh, of an important variable than the amount of people that that we had there because uh, we made it work and it was actually a lot of fun. It was a really fun couple
0: of days. Well, and I'm just curious, did you find that it forced you to get more engaged? Like, like were you like really on the pre pre shift huddle and before every shift? Like you guys were just on the same page and like it seemed like you kind of increased your connection to the front.
1: Yeah. And we we we're pretty good about that in, in general. Uh we always huddle beforehand. And I, I keep an Apple Watch so they can text me and I can text them just if we need to tweak things throughout throughout the shift. Uh but yeah, we got real strategic with like this, how it's gonna feel, this is what needs to happen here. And um it was it flowed perfectly. We really we got, you know, maybe a little bit behind, but uh just a little. Uh yeah. and within the what I would call an acceptable rate and uh to you know to pass our busiest day by such a big number by myself and with, uh, just Megan. Yeah. Really it right was, yeah, was, was, was really cool. So <laughs> that was, uh, that was a good thing for, for everybody. And, you know, Natasha wasn't even there. I think she, um, you know, uh, it solidified her that the trust that she already had in, in Megan, but she knows that she can step aside too. And, uh, Megan will be just fine. And that, uh, that's a good thing for everybody. Yeah. So it seems interesting is that you've gone a little bit more lean.
0: Uh, with the team, yeah, but then it's like, uh, but then there's less, less, um, like not, I don't want to say responsibility cause you're still responsible, but like less, like everyone seems more cohesive. It seems right. And then, and then yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind of like, no. I was going to say, it's like that, that old adage that if you, you'd rather have three, like the, the, the rule of 300, right. That movie 300, you can, you can do mm. lots with 300, but if you had like, Five thousand, but half of them aren't on the same page it 's like actually you can 't do as much as you can do with a smaller amount of people that are like all lined up and ready to give her
1: yeah we and and that's kind of been our our key because we just um, hired a new girl who starts on on Monday, and um that was like our hundred percent thing is like will she jive with with the rest of us? Can we like trust this person? will she trust us, and you know how will we mesh together as a group and that's just become the the much bigger thing that we are looking at when we are hiring somebody uh, because that, um, that's in the, such a small office where we're working so close together and leaning on each other so much that it's just become so clear that that is the most important factor uh, when adding on to the team. Well,
0: mm-hmm. oh, totally. And uh, we've done the same thing where we our, our associate left and, and, and then we had laid everybody off and then we brought back one less staff. And mm. so we're doing the same thing as we're running lean, but it's like super super efficient.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's going to be weird to have uh, another staff person is like uh, we've been running pretty darn lean, a little too lean probably, but uh, (laughs) we're making it work. We're going to feel like we've got nothing but free time here next week.
0: Well, I find this, this happens too with some of the the car that we work with is that sometimes you're not ready to uh, hand things over to other people. So a lot of times we'll hire a CA but we will like, but we won't want to, but maybe we don't fully trust them or we don't want to give them the, the thing that we actually hired them for that will take right. stuff off our plate so that we can focus. And then sometimes what has to happen is things have to blow up and you mm-hmm. have to go super lean so that you have to do way more of the stuff. Like I, I, know, I know when it first happened and it was just me and Brandy in practice because we had, we laid off our, our staff and then we start rolling and I had to clean the tables, uh, all the time. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is Brandy's joking with the, with the patient saying, Oh my gosh, I never knew Dr. could clean. And I'm like, I didn't know I could either like this. Is <laughs> great.
1: Um,
0: but, but when you bring people back on, I think you're a lot more likely to like surrender those things because I think the hardest things for some chiropractors is they actually hire people, but then they don't let them do the, the, the jobs that they could do to free up the chiropractors time. Cause I, right. now I know I'm just adjusting and educating and that's all I'm doing. That's that's mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm doing, and anytime I can, I'm now now I know. I, before I would hold on to that stuff and I wouldn't trust that. to Keep my ear to the ear to the front desk, yeah. make sure they don't say <laughs> anything wrong, and then you're almost right. like want to halfway through an adjustment stop adjusting them and go to the front and correct the conversation that's going on or something. <laughs> you know, oh, right? Where, where you're not hundred percent present, and now I'm just like, Phew. now you can just yeah hundred percent focused. So. I think that's interesting and it'll be interesting for you when you bring on this new person, just like if, if you'll be feeling more comfortable, just like, like letting stuff go, especially if you've been running lean and been like juggling a few more things than you normally used to.
1: And I think that was one of the the lessons we got in those, uh um, In those days when it was just me and Megan and um, kind of running around like crazy just to manage the adjusting portion, I couldn't do anything else because there was just so much of that to do. (laughs) And uh, it was just, you know, hey, the world keeps spinning if that's the only thing I do. And in fact, it goes pretty good. So um, it was a a good demonstration that uh, I I can let go and it was because I was kind of forced to for a little bit there. Well, and then for
0: you, which is awesome, is that because it forced you to let go to do the things you you absolutely love to do, right? So, you, you know, you're you're tired because again, anytime you have a record week, you're going to be tired. But it's I think it's a different feeling being just physically tired because you did a really good job than yeah. that emotional tired because you're trying to think about how do I fix how do I fix things I don't have control over or how do I can, like you're you're kind of overthinking conversations and stuff. And I think that cognitive tiredness is a lot different than the
1: physical right. tiredness. And and coming out of that uh, that time when we were super crunched, um, we the staff has you know kind of shifted the way they do scheduling to be better like condensing things down in, into chunks, yeah. and then leaving bigger gaps. Because uh, then it's uh, I, if I have you know twenty thirty minutes where there's nobody there, I can actually do something as opposed <laughs> to like five minutes where I'm just like, all right, what, what am I doing here? <laughs> and uh, you know the fewer hat, times I have to switch my hat, the better it is just for productivity, but it just feels better energy wise as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's uh, switch gears a little bit because we're, we're, I want to follow up from the last podcast episode we did where you had made that commitment that you're going to do a little bit more self-care. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So why don't you give all the listeners an update? Cause there are, there's people all over the world that they haven't heard from you for about a year. So they, what's, what's going on with that? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So well, a couple of things, uh, I was, stressed out and tired to a pretty high degree, um, for too long. And so, um, I did, I guess two kind of big things to go after that. And one is I, I bought something called a chili pad and I highly recommend it. It's chili sounds pad. like it, Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's like a really thin sheet that you put underneath, uh, your normal sheets yeah, and it's hooked up to a pump that pumps cold water through it and you can set whatever temperature you want but I, I I keep myself at a chilly 55 degrees at night is totally transformed my sleep and I'm getting no more minutes than I did previously, but it's much deeper sleep than it was and much more comfortable sleep. And, um, you know, with two little kids that wake me up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, every day, uh, <laughs> maximizing that time in bed is huge. And so that's been really helpful. And, um, so that's been great. The other thing is I've been, um, consistently going to the gym. 9 days a week. Yeah. And that cuz that's I something that the uh, people on the podcast
0: can't see but I can see the nice pipes you got the big pipes so on the go Oh, I'm just see. busting out of my shirt <laughs> for everyone
1: who can't see. <laughs> Now, nah, it's there was when I was in caro school, uh, you know, and I didn't have kids and I had access to the gym all the time. I worked out all the time. It was best shape of my life. That's when I felt the best in every way. Right, And, uh, you know, opening the practice, having kids, I just got away from it. And I noticed a correlation with my lack of fitness and just how I felt you know, confidence wise and just really kind of everywhere. I just kind of followed that. Yeah. And so I find that that one thing that it's very easy to control is just the one thing of going to the gym and lifting. It doesn't just make me stronger physically. um, It makes me feel better. It gives me more energy like that that one action translates to many different areas of my life. So if I had to pick like one thing that would have the biggest impact, it was just going to the gym. And uh, so that's been great. So I'm, I'm definitely committed to not letting that uh, drop again. Cause I've seen both sides of it. and I'll, I like this side better. See, and actually sometimes you have to do that again. Cause someone, mm-hmm. if someone just told right. you, I think
0: we told you just work out cause you'll feel better. But then <laughs> until you actually go through that experience and right. then once you know it, then you're like, then, then, then we always say that the, the, why is the fuel, right? If you, if you have a big right. why behind it, it's a lot easier to do it. Um, so that's great. So, so congratulations. Cause again, you, you said for us to keep you accountable for your, uh, your physical self care and, and you've done it. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Now let's go to the second part of it is mindset because, um, in our group that we're in, um, with the vitality and, uh, engine and even with our mastermind, um, people were kind of asking, like, what was your kind of, what was your, what was the differences for you um, to, to hit a record in July? And then you'd said it wasn't so much what you did different, but who you be. And, right. and I know we've been working on you a little bit because you're, you're like, you're, you're not like the big feeling guy. Cause that's the yeah. thing that you're working on. And so yeah. I was wondering if you just maybe share listeners a little bit of your journey on that.
1: Yeah so well you know as you kind of just said I'm a I'm a left brain guy I look at I like I like numbers and and yeah. data and things like that so it was it was kind of funny when you know we had uh you know May was okay June was pretty good July was our best July ever and uh I was kind of like what's going on like well, <laughs> how is this happening and so I you know, I do what I do and I go to the numbers <laughs> and um it, there's a a couple things that really stood out And number one was that the people that came in to get checked that ended up starting care were consistently hitting the highest numbers we ever did. Um, Because, and that's something that I noticed too, when I had an associate, those numbers plummeted for me. And um, once, you know, he was, he was, uh, had left, they, they, Way back up again, and that didn't have anything to do with him. Oh. That had everything to do with just me being in, in more of that that healthy state when I'm at the office and focused and everything else. Um, but to see it there on paper was was pretty pretty cool. And then the, the other thing that I noticed was that the vast majority of the people that were coming in were referral. And, and we've always had a really strong referral um, practice, but more so in the past several months. So you put those two, two things together and considering we, were, we weren't doing any big events, of course, uh, it just meant that it was a better experience in the office. Um, and both for me, I'm sure my front desk staff as well. Uh, it was just a better experience. And when that happens, people want to be there and they want the people that they know and love that they want them to be there. And uh, what an, an easy and, and awesome uh, way to grow a practice, right? Just providing a good experience because you're happier. Yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome. And and tell me a little bit about the, uh, about the, about the feeling things. We've been kind of trying to get you to, to feel a little yeah. bit more and, and tell us a little bit, cause it's challenging if you're, if you're not used yeah. to that and being the left brain. Um, and again, we're always perfecting it, but, but tell us a little bit about your journey with that and how you're doing now.
1: Well, So I didn't even know that I had a feeling issue until you guys pointed it out. Uh, I remember in, uh, Vancouver, uh, Brandy asked me how I felt about something and I just looked at her and the rest of the group trying to help me or whatever. And Brandon is like, no, like he's not, not participating. He doesn't know. And I remember being like, I don't know. Like, how do I not know how I feel? Like, that's weird. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, nobody pointed that out. And so that was a kind of a disconcerting feeling is to not understand your own emotions. Um, yeah. and so that's, that's been and continues to be and will be, uh, something that will take a lot of focus for me to just kind of understand what's going on in my own head and my own heart. But what's been helpful is not only the work that you guys have have given me, you know, directly uh, with reading and whatnot, but also just talking to my, my kids, my older son, especially he runs like me. He's a, he's a left brain tends towards the anxiousness kind of guy. Yeah. And so having him express his feelings to me has been helpful, not only, Myself, but to course correct him at six years old <laughs> as opposed to 30. How old am I? 38. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's that's been cool. And, and I remember you guys were talking about how um, you leave your guys' events and people notice the change in their kids because the kids are reflected on what the grown-ups are doing. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite thing about both my sons, but most my older one, because he's just a little bit older, is how, how articulate he is, but how in touch with his feelings he is. And there is now no um, difficulty expressing himself or hesitation expressing himself. And in a way, he's my model for how I want to be. And so having those conversations with him more deliberately and just noticing how he expresses himself has actually been helpful for teaching me on how to express myself.
0: Well, that's, I think that's cool because I think anytime, well, we don't have kids, but we've heard it so much before, is that often what um, the adults would be working on, it seems like their kids end up being the teacher for them um, right. if, they, if they look forward to it or if they look for it, right? being, being Right. Uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. Well, that's cool like, the journey's been pretty cool and that's why i wanted to kind of share with everybody because I, I think those are some huge points that a lot of people can learn from especially if like in that realm if, if someone's naturally more analytical right um because mm-hmm. we're always working on everything in our life and there's people who need to become more analytical because they right. we work with chiropractors who never looked at the numbers in the history of their life they don't even know <laughs> how much it costs to see a person or what their overhead is so <laughs> we right that uh, but we just want to have a little bit more of a balance between those two things so so in closing, I'm always like to just like leave the last little bit for my guests just to kind of, you know, if, if there's someone um, behind you in practice or or someone's going to practice or someone feels a little bit burnt out or they're a little stressed out because of the pandemic or COVID, um, what kind of words of information would you like to leave them with
1: today? Oh, uh, God, I forgot that you asked this big question at the end. I would have thought about it more ahead of time. <laughs> well, so I guess... The way I, what I've been telling my patients uh, with this whole COVID time is this is such an opportunity to do something different and um, it, to invest in your health, to spend more time with your family. This, this, you're never going to have an opportunity like this again uh, if you see it that way. And it's the same deal in practice. Gosh, if you ever wanted to make a change, now is the time. Uh, whether it's a, a staffing thing, um, there's a lot of people who are looking for a job. Um, you can you know, find some great people if you need somebody. Uh, we're actually looking at changing our software that runs the show because this is a good time to do that because that's a huge pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> so, or you know, take time off. This is just—it's such a wonderful opportunity to try different things, marketing or, or otherwise. That uh, to jump on that, and you know, I don't know how when in-person events are going to start to happen, but that's always been big for me to go to something unfamiliar. Um, whether it's chiropractic or, or business or otherwise, just to uh, get a different perspective on things is super helpful. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, when the entry into Canada reopens because uh, I'd like to bring my my staff out to your guys' next Vitality Shift event because not only are those just great in general, they are thought provoking, and uh, so you're not just sitting there taking notes. It, it encourages. Uh, it requires participation and uh you always come out away from those sorts of things impacted and that's that's the whole
0: point right mm-hmm. yeah and for those listening that's uh november 7th that we're doing the day one day two uh um immersion day um and, and creating great agreements uh event in vancouver and so for what we're saying for our american friends or anybody in the uk and stuff just maybe don't uh register your ticket yet mm-hmm because we still have right now a travel ban until September 21st um, for people coming in and being quarantined for 14 days. So uh, if you're Canadian, you bring it on, you, you can come out. So we're, we're doing We're doing the event no matter what. Uh, but yeah, just maybe hold off if you're, if you're from out of the country, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to get together with you guys in the mastermind too, when we can figure out when we can set up our, our live meetings again. So, right. So I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me yeah and and everyone i'm, I'm sure you you've you got a lot of good points out of this um i'm going to uh, try to interview some of the other um docs that are in our mastermind too because there's we've had a bunch of people that are actually hitting record weeks and record months after covid and i want to try to spread that out to help inspire chiropractors that might be having a hard time during this so uh like always don't forget to shift on Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out.